Becky, and welcome to an episode of Buzzing About Romance, and that was nice and awkward. Did you forget your own name? I Hi, did. everybody. I'm Leah, since Becky forgot that part. Yeah. And welcome. Welcome Hi. back. Welcome to this episode of Buzzing About Romance. Apparently, we're back on the awkward intro. It's going to be a good march. <laughs> um, so... We are not, we are going to be honest with our friends here. Um, Romance Landia has not been the happiest place on earth the last couple weeks. It has not. It has been kind of a crap show of chaos, if you want to call it that. Um, it's just been, it's been a little, uh, a little wild lately. Yeah. And it both actually had both of us feeling a little uninspired. Um, we weren't sure what to do, what to talk to you guys about. Um, we've had a ton of amazing author interviews the last, um, uh, several weeks, you know, we, then we had the mm -hmm. hockey draft and then before that was Melissa Foster's and Susan Stoker. Those are all, all those amazing human beings spending time with us has been great. And then we like looked and we're like, what we can talk about. Well, and we also like Becky and I have talked a lot about the podcast and how we want to present it. And we love having author interviews, but at the same time, like we want to talk to about book things too, like our feelings about different things with like the book world and books in general, and just get some one-on-one -on -one time with just the two of us. So you guys can I mean, we do our quick shots and you get our opinions there, but we wanted to kind of delve a little bit deeper into, into just our side of things. Well, today. yeah. And so on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are chatting Buzzing About Romance a year later. Um, a year ago, we rebranded the podcast and started anew. And we just thought it was a great time to check back in with everybody, let them know. Mm -hmm where we where we're at what books we're reading right now some of the topics that are hitting us in romance landia that we feel are important um to talk in generalities with uh we're going to bring in some opinions from our community from our discord from our patreon um i want to be very clear we are not here to bash anybody no. or anything that is not what we do um but I think sometimes we're asked our opinion on things and I don't always know how to respond. And if you listen to the podcast, you know, I got a lot of opinions. <laughs> you do, but it's not a bad thing. But sometimes since we are a podcast and so we want to stay biased, it, it is hard for us to voice those opinions in a way that we feel is, is neutral, but true to what we believe at the same time so like we have that like wiggle like in between like we want to stay like neutral but at the same time like we want to give you guys like our honest opinions well and there are certain things that we are never going to be quiet about and no. and we're going to talk about those things in this because there are some things that we have a platform that we're allowed to add voice to and there are people in our community that we 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 have to give them we don't have to give them space they deserve the space they deserve, they deserve to be and, in the conversation yes and it's it is important if to silence myself so that those people that are underrepresented are able to speak their truths um mm -hmm. and so as we said almost romance landia 2022 has been a bit of a sticky wicket <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the good the bad and the swoony uh we'll also do a wrap-up of what we've read so far this year and what we're waiting still waiting for to come out so there will be some book recs at the towards the end um and we'll also share some thoughts like i said about from the buzzing about romance community because this podcast does not exist without the community and that's something so um a couple weeks Go ago ahead. i made it couple Go weeks ahead. ago, I made a TikTok calling out romance authors. If they're interested in being a part of something that we were going to do, you know, hit us up. Typically for me, a um, 
TikTok gets 200 views. I do not ever get comments. No one has ever asked me a question or answer on the TikTok. Like ever. On the ever. Well, because you refer to it as the TikTok. So when this video has had over 4,000 views and we had authors coming out of the woodwork. It was, it was a little overwhelming for Becky and I, as we were going through authors and while we were excited, we were overwhelmed by the response to the video. Well, and I, so I also think that if those new people that have found us because of that video, which is not even considered viral, it's just a popular video for us. It's viral in, in our world. It is viral for us, but you know, because I mean, we went from nothing to 4,000. Like, right. We hit it, we hit it big. We went big time, <laughs> ladies. Um, we, so if we have gained some new listeners or some of the authors are listening, we, we kind of want you guys to know who we are too. Um, you know, a lot of our listeners have been with us since the very beginning and. Well, that before I started, cause right. I have only been a part of the podcast for a little over a year now. Um, it's been, it's been a wild ride. That's for sure. It's never, it's never dull around here. Um. No. So let's just take a minute to reintroduce ourselves, uh, Leah. So one of the things when we have authors on, we always ask them, why romance? Um, are you a rereader? Do you have a favorite trope? Share away, Leah. Who, what um, is your romance journey? So let me just preface this by saying like my romance journey started when I was like a young tween, early teen. <laughs> when I was stealing my mother's monthly Harlequin books, because my mom was one of those people who got the Harlequin book box in the mail every month. And I would hijack them and go hide in my room. And I would read like one a day because even as a child, I read really fast. <laughs> so my romance journey started really early, but then like I did take some time off because I mean, school and then I went to college and you don't have a lot of time to like I did not have a lot of time to focus on like reading that I wanted to do them so after I had my kid like my kids like I started to get back into it like I've always read a lot but like I really started focusing back in like the romance world like after my kids were born and I just I fell back in love with it and I just it is an escape it is it takes me out of like my element like if there are bad things happening in my life, like I can just hide in that book and romance just happens to be the genre for me. Like I like fantasy. I like adventure books. I like all those things. I read them with my kids, but like for me personally, like romance is just my go-to. Yeah. So I too was a young romance reader. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I tell the, I feel like I tell the story all the time. I was stealing my mom's Jude Devereaux books from beside know, her bed. I feel like I've heard it like 30 times. I'm sure you have heard it like 30 times. So in the early, early nineties, like 1990, um, and I started reading romance and I loved it. I fell in love with the genre. Um, there is something magical and powerful about these stories. Um, the, the beauty in the characters and owning yourself and loving yourself and the desire, the chemistry, they just speak to me. Um, and I, I've always read, I always have a book with me. Uh, I totally had paperbacks, you know, stacked on every flat surface, the back of the toilet, by the couch, by the bed, on the floor. Um, I always had piles and piles of books everywhere. And, um, as long as the book has an HEA, I am in it. It wasn't until, um, I, in the early 2000, I had my kids. Um, I was exclusively a library reader because, you know, life and things, I didn't have a ton of disposable income. I would buy used books or from our library you know, scavenge all the garage sales all summer long. So I had a couple months mm -hmm. worth of reading. Um, and then 2010, I got my first e-reader. 
and and I hate the, I don't hate this book, but I don't love Fifty Shades of Grey. It's really not a well written book. It's kind of rapey. It's gross. Um, but at the end of the day, that I had previous to that, I you know had veered down some of the cozy mysteries I had read. You know, I was reading Nora Roberts, which is very sexy. Um, but it showed me kind of the sexier, kinkier side of romance. And that's the side I want to stay on. Well, <laughs> because side. kidnapping is a love language it for you, is, It is a love language for me. Um, and one of the things that I've always loved is sharing the love of romance. I love this genre. I love what it gives, the feelings it gives me, the place it gives me. And the inspiration to start the podcast was to find others to share the love of romance with. Um, because we hear it all the time from our listeners and from our community. They don't know any other romance readers in real life. Well, because it's one of those things where like tons of people read about it, but not a lot of people talk about it. Right. Because I can guarantee there are probably 10 or 15 like moms if, I mean, for me personally, like 10 or 15 moms, like in my community, they probably read romance, but I don't know it because nobody talks about it. Yeah. Stupid. Everybody should Just talk food, about it. Food for thought people. Just start bringing up books and be like, Hey, are you a reader? What was the last book you read? Why did you like it? <clears throat> Maybe so you'll just stumble upon a fellow romance lover who you can talk to in person because honestly it is wonderful to sit and talk to people about romance books and we becky and i are so fortunate that we are able to sit and talk to some of our favorite authors which i gotta tell you we've had some really great interviews this year and i have fangirled real hard multiple times you know it's really awesome but it, i love talking to the authors i love getting to know their stories and to find out their evolution in romance. But my one of my favorite parts of this podcast in this community is connecting with other readers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the random Instagram messages I get. Uh, I recently shared a picture of a cover of a book that I found at a used bookstore. I had seven different Instagram messages like, hot damn, how do I get that cover? Where did you find that? That's such a great find. Or mm -hmm. he has no pants. <laughs> He has no pants, people. No pants. Like, no clothes. He is a naked person. I mean, granted, it's, like, side view. And she's, like, right up in his business. But he has no clothes on. He does not. We call it booby bopping. Booby -bopping. <laughs> it's the booby bopping cover. I like that. Um, so, I mean, but I love that I got to have that interaction with people. It... It just, it actually, so, you know, we talked about that Romance Land has been a bit of a dumpster fire as of late. Mm -hmm. The interaction on that cover, and there was a situation at my library where I bought that cover, used the book, used. Um, <laughs> it re-inspired me. Like, it, I found my, like, okay, this, this is the reminder you needed. This is the universe saying you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You mm -hmm. can be in this world even if it is a dumpster fire and you can still find happiness. Yes. Find your joy as Greg would say from Greg Kisses. Right. Find your joy. Um, so, and that, okay. So that's the first thing we asked many of our, we asked all our members of our community and our Patreon. Uh, what is your current feelings towards romance landia? <laughs> and we gave them three options. A, is it still your happy place? B, too much drama, you need to take a break. Or C, leave me alone, I'm reading. I like C. <laughs> the majority of people were like C. Um, but there's been plenty that um, feel like it's been a little too much drama. And really, they're just ignoring authors and... Um, you know, it's, I mean, it's been, it's been a last week was a, was a tough week with a lot of the stuff that came out and was happening. And those of you who follow Romance Landia know what we're talking about, because we don't really want to go into specifics with that. But there was, there was a lot of 
there was a lot happening last week and it was, it was frustrating. Like as somebody who is in the romance world, like that, that was the direction things went last week. And it was kind of disconcerting that that is was happening. Yeah, it was. And, you know, and I have questions as to like, I made a statement on Facebook at some point, somebody needs to take your phone away. I have said mm-hmm. things in anger and in hatred, and I have relied on my friends, on my spouse to be like, sister, walk away and put your phone down. You need to stop. Yeah. And there have been several instances in the last week that people needed, somebody needed to step in. And mm-hmm. as a person just observing in the world, you know, I don't have the power to call that author and say, step away. I don't have the power to call that author and say, hey, sister, it's Becky. Could you shut your phone off and walk away? Um, And some of the people in power didn't step in as quickly as I think it needed to be, particularly with the situation that happened uh, with um, some, a book blurb that is full of ableism. Yeah. You know, they remained silent. Well, I feel like that whole like a lot of people remained silent for a very long time until it got to a point where it was if they didn't say something then it would have just gotten that much worse but in all honesty the author that is repped by those by the people that is her public relations team i now question that public relations team Mm -hmm. because i don't I don't think they have still said anything about it. They haven't said anything. Did they read the blurb and send that out into the world and say, yeah, that sounds great. Um, apparently. <laughs> I'm just, you know, like, cause they signed bloggers up to distribute that cover and that blurb. Mm-hmm. And it was gross. It was gross. Yeah. And that, I mean, that is a job as a PR company to, to, to check those things, to make yeah. sure that, like your authors are not making missteps with things like that. Like we cannot, like you cannot control what they're going to say. You cannot control what they're going to post, but you can make opinions and give your opinion on things that are not correct in any way. And that blurb was the one of the worst things I have ever read. Yeah. And I mean, it's a very fine line. And at the end of the day, these are human beings that are adults that are making their own decisions and going forward. Um, But as far as trust in that company, um, accountability Mm -hmm. to that company, I question it now. Um, So there is that. Um, And if you want to know more about that situation, join our Discord. We've talked about it. Um, Our friend Gretchen is a sensitivity reader within the um disability community and she has a beautiful voice and Mm -hmm. has some awesome opinions so if you're listening to this and you are looking for a sensitivity reader for disability rep please contact our friend gretchen email us we'll send you her email um okay so one of my biggest gripes like 99 percent of my gripes like we should have just had book festivus like on March 13th or something. Um, <laughs> one of my biggest gripes in Romance Lander right now is book talk. Yes. I love it, book but talk. I hate it. I have a love-hate relationship with book talk. Like there are some really wonderful and amazing things that come out of it. Like you found some really awesome books. Jay Salmon. Like you, Julia you Wolf. This, you found the summer of salmon through book talk like but at the same time some not so good things have come out of book talk i mean there was a situation last month and this is fantasy not romance but a fantasy author an indie fantasy author and her editor went after a reviewer on goodreads Mm -hmm. like to the extent of doxing her like that is out of control Stop it. Um, I have complained. I do not like the trend on BookTok of authors reading 
the one-star reviews and naming the person yeah. that read the review. Like if you're going to read it, it's fine. I don't think it's, I don't think it's tasteful. I think it's gross. Um, I think it comes across as bullying because in a situation between a reviewer and an author, an author holds the power. They're the ones that gift you the book for a reviewer. So it's not an equal balance here. And we're asked to give our honest review. And then when you do, and then you use our review as fodder and comedic relief, it's a little insulting. It's a little insulting. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're, where you're coming from on that. Like, I definitely disagree with the authors that are putting the names out there because that's not a necessary thing. Say what you want, do what you want. But to by naming a person and putting their information attached to something where people can look up their name and search it directly, like that's not necessary. Like that is not a necessary thing. No. And a couple of other things that have come out of book talk is um, so the need, the trend of alternate and muted covers is a direct out of book talk. Um, the call for them came from the book talk community and we're going to do a whole episode on covers in a couple months. I freaking hate these damn muted covers. I hate them. I have, I have mixed feelings on them because sometimes, sometimes like there'll be like, I don't like the term muted cover. Like that's part of my issue because I don't like the term. Like, just tell me, like, it's just a different cover. It's a special edition cover. It is something like the muted cover. Like it just, it frustrates me like that terminology. Like I get and understand the want for it from people, but I, I don't understand why like people are like, oh, it's a muted cover because you can like the cover makes no difference. Like people can still look up the book and the author if they see it. Like <clears throat> I so, understand the thought process behind it. So here are a couple things about the whole muted cover trend that I hate. So in the mid nineties, um, so if you know the history of covers, there's clinch covers, there's mm -hmm. what we call the object covers. So I have no problem with an object cover. Many, many of Nora Roberts' romance books are object covers or scene covers. Yeah. But then, you know, there was this push, and even like Fifty Shades of Grey is an object cover. Mid-teen, 2000, so 2016, as we went into the indie cover or the indie author revolution, um, it, it's expensive to do photo shoots and stock covers like that. Cheaper covers are models that you can etch them out and put them on a green background or whatever. So, so it became very affordable for indie authors to use the ab covers that we all see right now. That being said, if you yourself don't want to have ab covers, then stick with the object covers, figure out how to price point that. Don't be offering two separate covers to your book. Mm -hmm. Because like I have one and I'm going to be really honest. I hate the ab cover on the book. I hated it. The guy doesn't look, he's not an attractive man. I didn't like it. I would not buy the book, physical copy of the book because I didn't the like it. The cover him. was bad. But she put out a muted cover that is flowers and it's blue and it's beautiful. And it's really is a pretty cover. Mm-hmm. It's great. Okay. I purchased it. But that's one instant. And I hope that she'll just do them all muted then. Just do them all muted. <clears throat> well, and that is something that we have seen too, where there are authors who will do their covers and then they will do special covers but then they will switch the covers again and have not done all of the special covers for the entire series. So people that really like those new covers and purchased those books, like they cannot complete their series with matching covers because the author changed their mind. And so like, but then I think they changed it 
again recently. So one series that was not completed had multiple covers within a year. Like that in itself is frustrating. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna do a special cover, you need to you need to keep it until the series is done, and so like people can complete that because people that buy special edition covers, like they're buying those for the series. Like most people that are buying paperbacks are doing it because they like to have the same covers yeah. on their bookshelf because it looks pretty. It looks pretty. I love my pretty bookshelves with like my matching series covers. Granted, a, a crack spine stresses me out now that I am older and I have an e-reader. So like my bookshelves are full of uncracked spines. So stuff like that is important to me that my covers match. Some people may not care so much, but like for me personally, like I, like it's very frustrating as a consumer for an author to change something halfway through then change it back or change it to something different. Yeah. And we'll have a, like I said, we're going to have a cover conversation in the coming months. <laughs> oh, so if you have thoughts on covers, if you are a cover designer listening to this episode, send us an email. We would love to have you on and talk to us about this. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so other topics in books are in uh, book talk that have come out: uh, piracy versus plagiarism, or piracy and plagiarism, and the definition of plagiarism. We are not giving any of those times at this time. We're not interested in. I mean, we're interested in, but we're not. But we're not. We're not getting into those because no. those are like a whole other animal that. And we not, have thoughts. We're not that might not. We have thoughts fit yes. into the. We have thoughts into we'll the narrative. Leave it at that. Okay. So uh, one of the questions that we asked our community is, do you want authors following your bookish account if you are a reviewer? So um, I review on Bookcase and Coffee on Instagram. That is where I share out into the world my opinions on books. And they're usually very abbreviated. The full reviews are on our website. I don't care if an author follows my bookish account, um, but it's not going to mute me. I'm not going to not say whether or not I, if I read a book, I'm going to be honest. Well, <clears throat> but you are also one who you don't typically tag your authors in your reviews because okay. you, like your reviews not, are not for the author. I do not tag authors in my review posts. I will tag authors in a cover share in a release day post, I mm -hmm. will never tag an author in a review post. Um, I've been known to use the hashtag of their name. Um, so that if somebody loves that author, like I love Julie Garwood. So if somebody else does a Julie Garwood and uses the hashtag Julie Garwood, I would follow that per I would follow that hashtag so I could see what other people might be talking about. Um, mm -hmm. But I do not write reviews for the author. No, I do. I write them for I write them for other readers because maybe and I like to read reviews because honestly I'm a big fan of those one star reviews that are like this book has too many f words or too much sex because that is a book for me. I am there for that. Well, and I like <laughs> reviews when I'm struggling with a book that's very popular. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times and you will come. Across you want to see what people are thinking, like if they're on the same wavelength as you or. It's helpful for me to read a three-star or a two-star review and someone to say, um, I really couldn't connect with this character. It kind of slowed the story for me or um, the chemistry. Like I recently read a book that I DNF'd, started reading a book that I DNF'd. The, the chemistry, like everyone on this is talking about this book and the chemistry was just really flat for me. Like it felt like an afterthought. And I thought, mm -hmm. am I the only one reading this? It, it, is this just me? Because I'm a mood reader. So my mood and my feelings and my emotions can totally affect how I respond to a book. Well, and it, it definitely does. Like I'm the same way. Like there are some books where I just, I can't connect with them. Like, because like I'm exceptionally like moody. And so like, I will stop reading it and then I'll go back to it. Sometimes I will like it the, sec like the second time around. And sometimes I still will not like it. So we asked and our that's community. that's okay because not every book is for everybody. 
That is right. So we asked our community their thoughts on if they care if a lot of our community are book reviewers, books to grammars mostly, um, asked. So we asked them how they felt about authors following you on IG. So Heather says, I love authors to follow me on my IG. I don't post my reviews on IG often, so I have no issues. So she just shares promo pictures. So, I mean, that makes sense. Um, Carolina says uh, it's fine with her. She doesn't care if an author follows her. She only posts for and five star reviews on her um instagram on her instagram uh jenna says i tag them if asked by the pr company or if i'm on their arc team and asked to be tagged so they don't miss our posts one author she does arc reviews for did recently unfollow every bookstagram or blogger account because like she said, she's a human and was tagged and the conversation was all negative and she really had to step away um, and take a break from all the negativity. I can see where they may be cautious what people are posting, et cetera, and want to interact with the readers, but there's a fine line too. Some reviews won't be positive, um, et cetera, but some people are more harsh with negative reviews also. Um. I think that that is fair, but here's mm -hmm. the thing. Even if you give in my, in my past experience with reviewing, if I tagged an author in a review early on in my days, cause I did, because I wanted that interaction. I wanted that clout a little bit of, oh my God, that author liked my review. They read my mm -hmm. review because I tagged them in the post and they took the time to read it. But then it didn't really happen. It didn't happen that way. Authors yeah. were not commenting. They weren't liking that I was reviewing their book. And again, this conversation comes up very often. Who are reviews for? Are they for the author? Are they for the reader? So I had to rethink it for myself. And for me, I write for the reader. The authors are not interacting. Yeah. They're just not. Well, and then like, we'll get those like random authors who do, but those are authors that we have typically have like been in contact with, with the podcast. And so like, it's, it's a different situation there. And again, like you and I, like we have a different relationship with some of the authors because of the podcast. And so it, it gives it a different dynamic well, for us. And not just the podcast, we both work in the publishing industry. Mm -hmm. So we have to fortify and make relationships with authors for our livelihood and yeah. for, you know, like my teenager needs new tennis shoes. I need to make friends with an author. So I have another yeah. edit. Um, yeah. So our situation is a little different than um, other people because but that's another conversation. Was, it is. But if I was strictly just doing like my bookstagramming and blogging and stuff like that, like I, I would not like the author tags, like, I don't feel like they're a necessary thing because again, like I'm not writing a review for the authors to see and rave about, like I am writing a review. So somebody who either is looking for a new author to try, or they're not sure if they're going to like a book, like, because there are some authors that I absolutely love. And I just, I will shout off the rooftop rooftops, like for people to read these books. And so like, I always give them really good reviews. Like because I just, uh, like, I love their writing. I love their writing style and I want everybody to read them. And it is a fine line. There was a book talker um, last week or so that shared some, did a talking book talk where she talked about there's a fine line between these authors being your mutuals, them being there, your friends, um, and asking you for a service and doing something for them. And it mm -hmm. talked about how she doesn't have that problem, traditionally published authors, because they have big marketing machines doing all of that for them. They're not sliding into your DMs. They're not asking, hey, you want to review my book? Because they have big, giant companies doing that for them. Versus the indie author is responsible for all the marketing and reaching readers, particularly if they're new on the scene, you know, with my... 80 some responses to my book talk call out, I realized that there are a ton of authors that just desperate's not the right word, but just want some promo, 
even a yeah. little bit, even if it's just their name attached to something else, they just want that little, that chance, the chance. And well, and that's the big thing. Like everybody starts at the bottom, like everybody that writes a book, the very first book, like they are, they don't have a name like in the world, like everybody starts at the bottom and some people are very fortunate and they, they sell quick and they sell well. And then some people, it takes years for them to get to that point. So it's just, people do like, they just want like to get their name out and they want like people to find them. Well, just, and, they want to be given a chance. They just want mm-hmm. a chance. Um, and so that, that brings us to our next question. Our next topic we ask, um, authors in your DMS asking for reviews. What do you think about this? Now, I did do some looking. I have three things to say about this. So one, I did some looking. On TikTok, you can put less characters in your bio on TikTok than you can on your bio in Instagram. So this has never been something I have heard people on Instagram complain about. Like, authors, stop DMing me. I don't know if it's easier to do DMs on Instagram, but you can put like in your bio and Instagram, not accepting arcs at this time. So an author has to message you. They have to look at your bio and they can say, Hey, (laughs) this person's not accepting arcs. Maybe I won't send them a direct message over on book talk. Apparently it is a problem. Some people, some people are being inundated. I don't know how to message on BookTok. Well, you have to go to the person's Instagram or to their to their profile their, their to TikTok. message. But it's 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 not as you don't get as many characters. So it would be very difficult if you have affiliate links or you have a website that you're trying to get people to go to. It's very difficult to add words in there like not accepting arcs. Hmm. So there's the difference. Um, so there's those two pieces that make it a little different. The next thing of this for me, I, it made me, someone else asked the question, would you rather have me slide into your DMs or would you rather have an email? If you're an author listening to our podcast, we want an email. There are two we, of us on. <laughs> we want the email. Most people we, don't care, but <laughs> Becky and I want that email. We, um, we, run multiple social media accounts and we um both of us run them together so you never know who's exactly on what account i think it's typically always me but leah looks at stuff too and um just email us just email us you you are more likely to get a reply within a normal time frame because every once in a while We'll pop into like we'll slide into those DMs as well, and then we'll forget yeah. to reply. Yeah, and then it just gets thumped down, and we forget about it because sometimes we get a lot in a day. Well, and it also made me realize that we need a better system for authors to submit books to us that for consideration, because mm-hmm. um, yes. an email is hard. So I'm working with Jenny. So our hosting website is bookcaseandcoffee.com, which is a book blog that I started um, because I needed to share all the books I was reading and nobody wanted to listen to me. Um, So one of our bloggers, Jenny, she and I, by the time this episode drops, will have a form on our website that will allow you to submit for consideration, for consideration, your book. Um, And you know, we will create the list and we will share it with all of our, we have four full-time contributors on the book blog. And then there are six or seven of us, eight of us now. I don't even know. I think there's just seven of us. I think there's seven of us that contribute to the podcast. Um, So, you know, potentially there's some eyes that can, we'll get to see the title and we'll go from there, but that will uh, be on our website. Our goal is to have that launched on the 13th when this episode drops. So that will be an easier way for, I mean, how hard is that? Create a Google form. It's going to help us streamline everything and 
it's just gonna, it'll be easier for authors, easier for us. And then stuff is not going to, well, stuff will still get lost in the shuffle because that is the way life is. But we are hoping that stuff does not get lost in the shuffle. But so here are what of our community feels about authors slide it into their DMs. Because I just like to say that. I know you do. Um, so Anna says, I don't mind, but most people who come to my DMs write tropes I don't enjoy. So I always have to politely decline. Mm -hmm. um, Jenna says she does not mind that at all and have found most who have messaged her are new authors or authors she have previously reviewed. And I have totally messaged an author before too. Um, Holly says, I don't mind authors in my DMs asking me to read something. Um, it shows that they're brave and it takes initiative. One author introduced herself by telling me that she noticed I love steamy historicals and she writes steamy historicals. I was impressed that she went through my IG feed to find that info. So I said yes, and I loved her work. I do make sure that they're okay with me being completely honest before I say okay, though. And I once had someone insinuate that I needed to leave a good review. And I was like, perhaps this isn't the reviewer you want then. I will tag authors if I love the book because they should see that. Um, if I was anything less than authentic about it, I won't, or enthusiastic, I won't tag them. And then I had emails too. Hold on. Oh, geez. Um, I had, oh, one of our members of our community is an author herself. And she said that, um, this is Isabel, she does not have the confidence and is too shy to DM reviewers for <laughs> review. Um, and Carolina says, I'm she's okay with it as long as they do their homework. Don't send me a generic message. Don't ask me to review your book if I don't read your subgenre. And if I say no, don't get offended or pissy. Mm-hmm. And Heather says she is honored to be asked by authors to arc read a new book. And she's found a couple she loves from this kind of experience. And I agree. One author that I have found and that has become a friend and that I now beta read for is Ophelia. Mm -hmm. She followed the hashtag rockstar romance and was writing rockstar romances and saw that, looked at the kind of books that I read, sent me a message. It's like, hey... I see you really she love slid Rockstar. Into your DMs. She slid right into my DM. She's and, like, and now we won't let her go. She can't she get rid of us. Stuck with us. <laughs> so I mean, I think it's very brave of an author to do that. And but I, again, I agree. Do your research. Well, and I had there's an author who like every so often, every time she has a new book, like she'll she'll message me and be like, hey, like I'm just reaching out to see if you'd be interested in reading this, like. If you say no, that's, this isn't how she words it, but it's basically like, you can say no, I'm okay with that. I just thought you might be interested in it, but it's somebody who I've read and reviewed previously for, and sometimes I have time, sometimes they don't. And she writes in a couple of different like subgenres. So like, sometimes it's something I want to read and sometimes it isn't, but like, I like the fact that like, she continually asks, like, just because I haven't said yes every time, like she still is like, Hey, thought you might be interested in this one. What do you think? I think I, I, I do not have a problem with it. I can't get to every book though. Um, mm -hmm. so again, be respectful. If I have to say, I'm sorry, I'm not available at this time. Um, I just can't. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I lose DMS. So the email is a much better too. place for me to be. Um, and honestly, I don't look at my DMS like on my, on my mug side. I don't always look at my DMS. So there is that. <laughs> Um, so another question, I think we already talked about this. I don't have to talk about it anymore. And I'm tired of talking about yucky stuff. Okay. So let's just we are not, let's, we are, let's move on. We are moving on to new things because. Um, so this some... is an important topic. Go ahead. This, so Becky and I, like for the podcast, like we like to set challenges for our listeners and our readers and all of that, not our readers, like our hive community. So we, the challenge for the beginning of the year has been the new to you author challenge and they have stepped up. I like am, <laughs> I would like to say, I noticed that you skipped right over rabbit holes. Are we not talking about our shame and rabbit holes? Oh no, I did skip over that. We can go back. We'll come Let's back. Let's go back we'll circle to the rabbit around. holes. 
do you want to go back? We'll circle back around to the new to you yeah, we'll offers. Okay. E either way, pick, pick a topic and we can talk about it. I just, I scrolled right past it. Okay. So let's talk about the rabbit hole. Now I am a big fan of a rabbit hole. I have went down many a rabbit hole and like last year I went down, I did a deep dive into the Lanny Lynn Vale world and a deep dive into the Anna Hackett world. And this year we've done some deep dives already and it's only March. Yeah, but we are so, in a very specific deep dive well, this year. I did, well, I did two though. Like I am in this one, but then I did the other one and we'll talk about okay. that in a second. So Becky discovered these dirty non-con, well, dub like con. Dub con, non-con, mostly non-con, um, dark romances. Like we went on this, like we went down a deep rabbit hole of novellas. We are not sad about this, but after that, we have it continued down the dark mafia rabbit hole it chaos. has led us to mafia holes like um adeline frost like i have read i she wrote wrong no it's adelaide forest forest i i think frost is a better last name for her wow she does like some frosty characters she, she likes does. she likes the taboo it is she delightful does. delightful she does um so we read one of her novellas that was in the uh dark non-con dub con rabbit hole we yes. were in and um we read wrong by her and then mm -hmm. i went looking and she has a mafia series mm -hmm. so i have book one of that on my kindle and <clears throat> well but during this like dirty novella like discovery like we read hell and heaven but then like but all of these authors were new to us and so we're like oh what else do they have and so becky discovered because jl beck and c hallman have one novella in that dirty yeah you know, so like i am going down Hell, like series so she's going yeah deep and then down. i stumbled upon another mafia romance and then reading praise by sarah Kate, which uh, we have a quick shot of romance coming out for that on the 17th of this month. Um, I, I realized I have a kink, like I love a daddy kink. And now I feel like I have a praise kink and I need more romances in that. Um, oh, I do like, I like a daddy kink. So the whole, <laughs> like the rabbit hole, I think 2022 is going to be the year of rabbit holes. It might be, but but we're discovering so many new authors, so many new authors and so many great new authors that I hadn't read yet that I am beyond excited about. I did, um, the mafia mistress by Malia Mila Mila. I don't remember the last name. But the first name was Mila Farinelli. <laughs> I don't know. It's a duet, you guys. It's Mafia Mistress and the Mafia you can, Darling. You can find it on Becky's Instagram. She did review yeah. book one and book two on her Instagram. They're so well, freaking good. And then I I read a lot. I read all of the Happily Ever Alpha World books. And I discover, and I always like am finding new authors through that. And so Sandy Alvarez and Crystal Daniels had a book in that world. And then I just like then I continued to deep dive into their MC series, which I only read one of book. them, but they have two of them, but it was such a good book. And so I was like, Ooh, I really like their writing style. What else do they have? And they have a very large backlist and I was not sad about it. So I went down the mafia or the MC rabbit hole as well, which then like made me find other MC because like Daphne Loveling, she was, that's another MC series that I'm slowly deep diving into. I love all of these things. But, <clears throat> but one of the I... things that we've keep talking about is new authors. New and authors, yes. So as Leah was going to talk about, we did started a challenge for January, February, March, where we are encouraging our listeners and our community members to read at least two new authors a month. Yes. And 
have we found some new authors this we found some really great authors and like we are introducing people to authors that they have not read before and it is it has been wonderful yeah. Wonderful. So for me, I found J.L. Beck and C. Hallman, Adelaide <laughs> Forrest, Gretchen found T.L. Quinn, um, Sarah Kate's new to me, Sophie Lark was new to me this year, Pippa mm-hmm. Green, if you like hockey romances, and um, uh, Lindsay and I, are dro- we dropped an episode on Thursday, March 10th, that is a um, quick shot of romance where we reviewed book two in the Minnesota Raiders series, which Pippa Green writes. And if you know who the two authors writing Pippa Green are, could you have them email us? We want to talk to you. We do, but we don't know who they are. Yeah. And we've tried to find out. Um, CC Piper was a new to me author I found. It's a matchmaking virgin auction series. Ooh, you didn't tell me about that one. Oh yeah, with some daddy kink. No, that's the Sophie T. Summer book, though. That was that's some daddy kink too. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, what have been some of your other rabbit holes there? <laughs> so yeah. I, I mentioned or the Daphne Loveling MC series and the Sandy Alvarez and Crystal Daniels, but then I also read Olivia Hale. Like I had not read her before. She does a lot of billionaire series. And then I blame Susan Stoker for this one because she's the one who told me about it. But I went down a Zoe Draven, like alien romance rabbit hole with her Horde series. It is very good. It is very well done alien romances. And I will forever love her for that recommendation because it is delightful. But then I also read, like you had told me about the Mary Carr series or like novella that you had read and I so I read it it was very good and so I'm like doing this like a slow dive I don't have a lot of time to deep dive into that like her Irish like her wild Irish series and she has throuples and I don't have time to deep dive into it though but I have a few on my kindle that were free and so I'm diving like once I get like a weekend where I don't have anything to read and then um just a dean who I actually found on Alexa Riley's TikTok, not TikTok. I don't go on the TikTok, Um, but Alexa Riley was sharing her in the newsletter that they send out. And she writes a really good, dirty, sometimes daddy novella. I don't know if it's one person or if it's more than one person, because sometimes you don't know if it's a a duo or a single, but Um, yeah, it was delightful. Um best do you have and we're not giving anything away for our year end episode but um do you are you finding a lot of best books like top reads like march march is going to be a really tough pick because there were so many good books so far in march and it is only halfway over like i haven't even read like all of the books that i want to in march and i am already like i don't know what book i'm going to choose but there have been some really really good books that have been put out this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm excited. Did you make a reading goal for? No, I mean, I have one on Goodreads, but I just kind of throw a number in there, but I don't have an actual reading goal. Did you make a reading goal? I did 300. Okay. 300. So, because I can't count my workbooks. Yeah, I don't. I think I made mine like 450 or something like that, but we don't, we don't talk about that. (laughs) So, so far this year, I've had 18 five-star reads out of 53 bucks, 54 bucks, I think. Hmm, I didn't think to look at that. That's okay. Well, Um, just in March so far, I think I've had five five five-star reads and I've read like 12 books already. Um, In the community, Anna said that some standout reads for her have been has been Josh and Gemma 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 Josh and Gemma make a baby by Sarah Reddy I've heard uh, very good things about that yeah Jenna says on the honey side by Stacy Hart Jenny says Ali Martinez's difference trilogy I'm waiting for that to be finished before I read it it's um, finished soon though I can't and Jenna wait. says claimed by Piper Lawson is the third book in a trilogy and she can't wait oh that's one of the Burke 
Wow. That's one of the books she's anticipating for the, that's mm-hmm. still to come. Um, yes. Some other ones that are anticipated by our community. Chloe Lee's new Bergman Brothers book. It's an M.M. romance. Uh, Gage by Sawyer Bennett. I just really need them all. Just Can I just freaking have them I all? I know. Sawyer needs to write those books faster. Uh, maybe We Won't. Book three in The Silver Harbor by Melissa Foster. Uh, See Me by Stacey Kennedy. Trusted and True by Renna Morgan. I need that one. That's um, going to be so good. Filthy King by... Serena Ackroyd, that will wrap up her Filthy Feckers uh, Mafia series. Garnet Flats by Devney Perry. It's book three in the Eden series. Uh, Bayou Sweetheart by Lexi Blake. Grace Under Fire by Julie Garwood. <laughs> and uh, One Way Back to Me, The Wilder Brothers, number one by Carrie Ann Ryan. I love Carrie Ann Ryan, and she's starting a new small town romance, and I cannot wait to check it out yes and then we actually we have lots of books still on our tbr that like there are some that we have got to like authors that we have got to but books that like we have not got to so we have piper sheldon's with the bear lady society um these are all books that are based on musicals so we're excited to to read those elsie silver is continuing her gold rush ranch series Lindsay and i did a quick shot on book one it was her debut book and it is excellent i've read book two and it was there was no sophomore slump there like she she is she is definitely an author to read then eve casey is starting a new series at the end of this month i believe it is at the end of march <clears throat> um stacy lynn has a new hawker she started a new hockey series recently piper rain is adding more to their hockey series <coughs> squatty mh and then, um, but those are just a few that are on our TBR because we all know that our TBRs are way out of yeah. control. In the community, the love hypothesis, the Spanish love deception, neon gods, bromance book club, uh, darling venom, reminders of him, the boss by Melanie Moreland, and a thousand boy kisses, wind and roar trilogy by Cat Porter are also on everyone's TBR. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so I have to say something because I forgot. Just to let everyone know, we have a happy hour coming up on March 18th at uh, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, I think. Eight? I think it's eight. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Friday, March 18th. We are going to be joined by Elsie Silver, and we are going to celebrate the fifth book in her Gold Rush. The fourth book. It's the fourth? I have a fourth book. The fourth book in her Gold Rush Ranch series. Um, And we're going to celebrate the release of that book. It releases on March 18th. So Mm -hmm. that is coming up. Um, It is coming up. Okay. Do the next thing because I forgot something else. Okay. We're just going to the end. Yeah. To the end. To the end. going to the end. We're going to the end. It's been a while since we've just like powered through everything. Right. Do you want buzzing about romance merch? Do you need a new t-shirt? Do you want to be a co-player? I mean, I have the best co-player, but you could be one too. So you should check out our merch store. It is linked on our website and we are partnered with I Love HEA's Etsy shop for all of our merch and your merch needs. We have some, honestly, they're the most comfortable t-shirts you will ever wear and the sweatshirts are so comfy too. Yeah, I, I love my t-shirts. Um, and you? I've had, I, we started what t-shirts last spring mm-hmm. and I think so. they have, I wear it at least once a week and it's held up very nicely. So it's totally worth it. Uh, okay. It's that time for our book of the week. Book of the week. Okay. So what was your book of the week this week? Um, Savage <clears throat> Beginnings by J.L. Beck and C. Hallman. It, is book one in a spinoff mafia series their original series was the rossi family this starts a new family series um she he has been attracted to her for years it is an age gap she is does he kidnap her 18 um he takes her in train (laughs) 
her father owes him a debt of $10 million and he um, <clears throat> betrothes his daughter to this guy for the $10 million. So not quite kidnapping. But he close. holds her hostage in a room. Oh, okay. So, yes. It's, that is your kink right there, Beck. Right. Um, so okay, so yeah. my book of the week was Janie Crouch's Codename Virgo. This one came out a couple months ago and I finally got a chance to read it. I was really excited about this book. It's a, it's a really interesting storyline that flows a little bit differently than some of her other books, but it was really captivating and it kind of coincides with the storyline of book one of the series. <clears throat> but I really, really liked it. It is a little bananas, like in some of the stuff that happens, but I like it still. Okay. Um, so our, our Discord book discussion kind of got moved a little bit. It was supposed to happen on Wednesday the 9th. It did not happen. We bumped it down to March 16th. So we're discussing We Are Made of Moments by Molly McLean on March 16th, 8 p.m. in our Discord channel. Um, but let this me just tell you, Becky picked this book because she is so sick of talking about it and nobody else reading it. I know, right? Why you people won't listen to me, I don't even understand anymore. It has been on my list since you told me about it, and I know joke have had it on my Kindle for weeks. It's available in Kindle Unlimited. Please read this book and join us for the discussion. I need to talk about this. She does. And okay, book so two is coming out in April. It is. I am excited. So... Okay, so we want to welcome new Patreon member, Natalie. We're so excited to have you along with the chaos. Um, we appreciate our Patreon supporters and would not be able to bring you the podcast without them. We currently have four open tiers on Patreon. Um, we have one that starts out at $5 a month and includes membership to Drunk Book Club and some exclusive content for just our Patreon members. And our first goal is to reach 40 Patreon members. Once we reach that goal, we will host another epic giveaway, which we haven't decided what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be awesome. And our big, <laughs> our big goal is for 500 Patreon members. So one of the perks of our Patreon community is Drunk Book Club. Yes. And that is fast approaching for March. Uh, for March Drunk Book Club, our Patreon voted and chose a very Vegas St. Patrick's Day by Kaylee Loring. Um, we are gathering on March 9th, virtually via Zoom. 19th. And, 19th, March 19th. 19th, via Zoom at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Kaylee will be joining us, um, and our community is super excited to have the opportunity to chat with her. Mm -hmm. um, and also, we have coming up another round, which is exclusive to our Patreon. We are reading... Um, the Viscount Who Loved Me by Julia Quinn and in preparation of um, season, season two, two of, of the Bridgingtons and uh, Lady Sadie and Duchess, Duchess Katie. Katie will be joining us. I thought I screwed up like I called. I know you did. I, I thought I screwed up. Uh, they'll be joining us on Sunday, March 20th on a private uh, YouTube live stream available to our patrons to watch along and comment as we discuss different things happening um, in that book. And if you have not read that book, it is pretty good. The heroine, she's kick-ass. She is. She honestly, like, out of the Bridgertons that I have read, she is my favorite heroine. Yeah, she's pretty good. She's badass. Okay, okay. So we have one month left in the new to you author challenge that I talked about before. We are encouraging everyone to try at least two new to them authors. You can find details and graphics um, to enter and participate on the website. Or if you have questions, just email us and we will let you know. Yep. So do you have a topic you think we should be talking about? Or did we mention something in this episode that you would like to share your thoughts or opinions on? We want to hear from you. Feel free to email us at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. And if you do have opinions on anything that we talked about, be you author or reviewer or just listener and reader, um, send those to us and we will cover those in the first half of our episode next time. We would yes. love to share those out uh, because sometimes it gets annoying to only hear our thoughts. And if you want to challenge something we said, we want to be challenged. I have we welcome it because 
Like we I've learned so learned much. a lot from everybody around us. So yes. Okay. What next are we doing next up, time? I'm so excited. Next, this is going to be excited. awesome. I'm so excited. So we are going, I'm not saying that for a second. Yes, you are. I wrote this. You have to say the words. Okay. We are ready to rumble. <laughs> the enthusiasm in that was pathetic. It was, but because I am not excited about we that statement. We are ready to rumble. We are, we are ready to rumble. The romance rumble is coming. So we are. We have picked eight of your favorite tropes, and we are going to battle with the help of podcast contributors Rachel, Heather, and Carolina. So I am going head to head to head to head with the three of them, and Becky is going to be our judge and enforce the rules. Yeah. No, rules will not be enforced, but we are going to defend what book we think best represents that trope. So we are bracketing our tropes and we are going book against book. So there are going to be so many books coming your way. Yeah, We are not sorry at all about all the wrecks that you're about to get. You're welcome. You're just, just, Mm -hmm. you know, we should put that on a shirt. You're welcome. We should. We really should. I would wear that. I would too. I would too. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, we are super excited to get back into the Romance Rumble next weekend. And also then uh, continue on. We'll be featuring indie authors in April. So we have a huge lineup coming your way with lots more exciting uh, romance book talk. So until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.